0: Well, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 50. That's kind of a cool number. I know. I actually did not know that until I just read that on the episode sheet of paper.
1: Episode 50. Save the drama for your mama.
0: I wanted you to say it because I I thought you came up with the title and I knew it was going to be a little spicy. It's not
1: super. It is relevant to what you're talking about, but it's a little extra for what you're talking about. So blame me. It's not to have lack of compassion. It is just to be funny. Save the drama for your mama.
0: Episode 50. That's I I feel like we should be doing something bigger. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think we'll save that for like a hundred or something.
0: Gosh, that's I a long so, way we're celebrating
1: off. with small wins. Yay for 50. That's a lot.
0: It is. It's a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm, from, us, I'm proud of us. us. That's a
1: lot. Let's go. Um, if you listened last week, we talked about, um, a new kind of, um, Format? format we're adding to the um podcast and it's just that about once a month we want to bring one of you on um and pete primarily um will kind of coach you through something that you want to talk about um you want to talk more about that
0: well i just I, i'm really um i don't know I, i'm I, when we were kind of just brainstorming goals for this new year for our podcast I think at the top of that list was trying to create more community. Mm -hmm. And we have some other ideas around that. But one of the ways was, you know, a little more interaction Yeah. where we could have some of you on from time to time and you just bring whatever you're kind of going through in life. Like, take let's take it another level past you guys all the time email us with, hey, would you guys talk about this or talk about that? And and we're more than happy to do that and appreciate that feedback and For input. Sure. But I, I, I just want to bring some of you on and let's talk. Let's have a conversation yeah. about your life and let us ask you a couple questions and see if there's, you know, maybe just one insight that you can get out of that conversation that could maybe be life-changing for you.
1: Yeah, and other people. I think that's what, you know, if you've ever been in any kind of group coaching format, or even like think back to school, when someone else asks a question, you get to benefit from it too. Mm -hmm. Um, I really think that that's going to be something that we see come from this too. It's because you guys have great insight, and your experiences matter, and it really helps bring context to some of the stuff that we talk about besides just our stories, which I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing of by now. Um, So that really just kind of helps broaden the experiences and insights and just, um, conversation, I think. So, That's really fun. um, if you want to be a part of that, shoot us an email at info at the Um, and you'll just shoot us an email and just kind of tell us what you want to talk about. We've had some great um, entries already, so we're super excited to get started on those. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, shoot us an email, um, and we will reach out to you and, um, you know, obviously we can't get to everybody, but we definitely want to try. So, um, shoot us that email info at the dot com. I'm excited. Um, speaking of save the drama for your mama, mm-hmm. I was, when we were talking about this, um, title, I thought about how all the TV shows I watch right now are dramas or oh. have so much like spicy drama in it like so here's the four that we're watching okay okay i say we (laughs) you you're only partaking in a couple of these um one of them is the bachelor so don't hate on us it's just like the guilty pleasure of our monday evenings um we love that show so much drama
0: it is a lot of drama and i don't know if we love
1: it no, we It's don't. Okay. We used to love it. Yeah. Now we kind of just it's something that's on. Um we used to really love it. We had a couple friends who's been, who've been on the show and I love the insights that they give yeah, us too. like how the rose ceremonies go from like the late afternoon into the morning like it's just wild like and i'm sure the producers are just have their main hand in it and that is the drama in and of itself anyway um the bachelor yeah second one i just started and finished <laughs> over a week and you were traveling for work emily in paris it's on netflix
0: I have not watched it
1: you have not watched it um it's very girly like, it is just a girl's girl show. It's this, like, cute girl who goes out into Paris and is mm-hmm. working, and she's a marketing genius, which is a part of why I love it so much. Um, and then she falls in love with, like, 19 guys, and, you know, it's just, like, your typical...
0: Sounds a lot like The Bachelor. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. <laughs> there is a theme. Um, and then the other two are actual dramas, The Morning Show.
0: Yeah, we just Which has that Jennifer one. Aniston
1: really and Steve Carell and Reese Witherspoon on Apple TV. That's pretty good.
0: It's really getting some... Uh, important topics too.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and then the last one is "This Is Us," which is not an old one. It's just they're in their last season. I know. I, I love This Is Us. I can't handle it.
0: I cried a solid seventy percent of the time watching that show. Yeah,
1: that's how we rank if it's good or not. The episode is whether or not we cried in it. Yeah. But no, anyways, I I went on a random. So those are your top rabbit four. Trail. TV what, do you, shows you have right any now? that are not on that list?
0: No, I don't. That's it. <laughs>
1: great just me i'm just the television addict i'm not we watch about an hour and a half at night that's like yeah. our wind down trying to get out of the daily
0: oh yellowstone that's my favorite
1: oh yeah but is that's we finished but it's now. not on right now oh yeah. we have so oh, that is by far my favorite show in a long time yeah okay it's, uh, it's anyways good. so as we're talking about save the save drama, the drama, for, drama your for your mama, mama can we actually talk about it besides yeah. like television
0: shows? Yeah, let's do it. I, I, I'm excited to kind of jump into this. This is something kind of new. I've been kind of reading up about and studying, and so I'm probably a little too soon for me to be teaching on it. So I'm a little glued to the notes today, but I, I, I'm excited about this. I, I've been reading a book called The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck's great book, and in the book she talks a lot about uh the drama triangle. I say a lot, not really just, just a page or two, but it was enough to like. For me to, and I'd heard of it before, but to really want to kind of lean into it a little more.
1: The drama triangle? Mm
0: -hmm. And the idea is like when all of us, when we were little kids, uh, there's a dynamic that formed that most of us probably were completely unaware of as children. But, uh, you know, everybody was kind of fit into just a couple very simple categories. When you're a small child and you're kind of helpless, you have people who seem kind of large and mean and scary. And then there are the people that appear to be your protectors. So, you know, like growing up, I remember I was scared of like monsters. I used to have terrible dreams about like these monsters chasing me. (laughs) And my parents, you know, were always viewed as like the protectors, mm-hmm. and you know, when you're a child, you are to some degree helpless and somewhat of a victim of everything that happens in your right, life. Right, And so, you know, um, you you see these these the mean people actually would be called persecutors in the drama triangle, and then the parents or the helpers are considered to be the rescuers. Now. Again, that's just a, a very simple kind of like idea of what the drama triangle is. It develops when someone is small and weak and powerless. Now, the issue is that even as adults, many of us have the tendency to continue to look in this triangle as a way of viewing everyone and every situation. So life becomes this play where there's really only three possible ro- roles, right? There's the victim, there's the persecutor, and then there's the rescuer. Mm. And that creates what they call the drama triangle. And people, you know, get stuck in the victim role, uh, always have targets to blame, people that they see as the persecutors. And they often turn to other people for help and support. These are the rescuers who kind of play that final role in the triangle. And so you have the victim, you have the persecutor, and then you have the rescuer. And these aren't as much a description of who you are, as much as it's a description of how you react mm. in certain situations.
1: So the rescuer has to not be in that situation. So it's not someone you're just gossiping to just for the heck of it. It's someone you're trying to get to help you.
0: Yes. Okay. Because you feel like you're helpless. Okay. okay. And so you're looking for someone to tell you what to do, how to get out of this, or even do it for you. Okay. Now, the reality is we all play all three of these roles almost every day. Almost every day at some point, you can shift without even thinking about it and the way you react to a particular situation or a relationship. You can shift from being a victim in one minute to being the rescuer in another situation to being the persecutor. In one of them, right? right? Uh, So we all play these different roles at different times, and it's, again, about how we respond more than it is about our identity. Perpetual victims never stop complaining about all the terrible things that the persecutors do to them, and they don't take any action at all to improve the situation. They rely on other people to play the rescuer role. Mm -hmm. They rely on other people to solve the problem for them. And then the perpetual rescuers, right, and this would be me a lot, I tend to very easily and naturally slide into that rescuer role are often kind of empathetic type folks who play the role of galloping to the aid of one person after another and that can become their identity or mm-hmm. certainly their response in different situations and almost nobody sees themselves as the persecutor i don't care hitler stalin none of them saw themselves as the persecutor yeah. they always saw themselves as the one who's being threatened or victimized but everyone around them knows better right mm-hmm. knows that they are actually the persecutor so Creating a drama triangle, honestly, is very easy. Just choose a target to blame for whatever's going on in your life and cast yourself as a victim and sit back and relax, uh, confident that the anger and the arguments and the threatening will go on forever until you choose some other course of action.
1: Besides trying to find a rescuer for you.
0: Yes. And blaming other people for the quote-unquote situation that you find yourself Mm -hmm, in currently mm -hmm. so the flip side of this and this is what is is really interesting there there is an alternative to the drama triangle there are more than these three roles that often play out in everyday life um those are the three most common but we can flip that and i think this is really important because getting out of the triangle is or the drama triangle it's simple it's just not easy and it hinges on what martha beck would say is one single act of integrity and that's acknowledging that we're capable of choosing our responses to other people and situations no matter what say that again okay i actually was going to (laughs) okay great It's this one simple act of integrity. If you want to get out of that drama triangle, is acknowledging that we're capable of choosing our responses to other people and situations no matter what. Okay. You're capable.
1: We're capable of essentially taking control of our own emotions instead of taking our emotions and putting it into somebody else who ultimately can't do that for us.
0: Yeah. Yep. So there's a guy by the name of David Emerald who created what he called the anti-triangle. He calls it the empowerment dynamic. And it goes through each one of those roles and gives you the flip of that. Now, I'm going to make this real practical in a second. So hang with me if this sounds a little bit like... Heady. Heady, yeah. I I, I understand it is, but I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible. What he does with the empowerment dynamic, which is where we want to live as much as we possibly can, right, is the victim turns into a creator... The persecutor turns into the challenger, and the rescuer turns into a coach. Okay. Okay? So in this pattern, people who were once the persecutor now become the challenger. And that's much different, right? So they f- they force other people now to rise to new levels of strength and competency. They see themselves as truth-tellers and sometimes say what's unpopular, but they say it in a much different way than the persecutor would. Right, and so challenges. Challengers focus on the issues, not the person. Does that okay. make sense? Yes. So when they speak truth, it's it's safe, and it's often sparks learning and growth, which are important. Like often, I, I tell you where I would want to play the role of a challenger when when I speak. I, I often want to when I'm speaking um, in an environment where I'm in front of an audience. I want to bring up certain truths that I think maybe they haven't thought of and challenge them with those truths. But I want to speak about the issues in such a way that I'm not speaking towards a person in a judgmental way if they're not living out that truth. Okay. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. It's it's essentially like hoping to guide a direction instead of shaming someone into a decision.
0: Yep. But the challenger, like the challenger believes I I tell the truth about current reality without blame or judgment. They're truth tellers, and they are just, you know, that that challenger in that moment, again, is going to step into that truth, even if it's a hard truth, Mm -hmm. but they're going to try to communicate it in the most loving way where it's not about blame and judgment. It's more about the situation than it is the person.
1: So we're taking this triangle, which was the drama triangle, and taking each of the points and if we were one of those points, how you can shift it into a healthy way? That's right. Okay, okay. I was thinking of it, in like, if if the person who was prosecuting us changed into a challenger, but that's obviously we're not, that's out of our control. So it's when we want to take a position. That's right. Of challenge. Okay, got it.
0: Yep. So when you think about those three roles in a drama triangle, it's like, how does that play out in a healthy way? Okay. Again, someone that's stuck in victim mindset is going to go into every situation in their life thinking that there's only three roles that can possibly exist out there. And it is the role of the victim, the role of the persecutor, and the role of the rescuer. This is saying, oh, actually there's an empowerment dynamic here where we can flip this, and now, instead of being the persecutor, maybe you become the challenger. And the same way, the second thing is that rescuers now become coaches. So instead of jumping in to soothe and fix, you know, poor you, let me do that for you, they say, wow, an awful situation that you're in, what are you going to do about it, Mm -hmm. right? And a coach believes to the core of their being, I believe, in leaving the power with others as uh, they clarify what it is that they want. The coach doesn't force solutions on the creator. The coach knows that the creator can find their own solutions with just a little bit of help. Perhaps, right, if the coach refrains from jumping in and taking control, it empowers the other person's creativity to come up with their own solution. So let me give you an example right now. I have a friend who's going through a really it's tough time. I about
1: to ask you about that. Okay.
0: And the tendency for me with him is to do what I've done a lot of my life, which is to play the rescuer. So I'm going to come to your side and I'm going to tell, you, tell him step by step, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to call this person, you need to look for this job, you need to, you know, and just rattle. And... It could seem like that's a really helpful thing. And man, it makes me feel good. And in the moment, it makes him feel good, but it's actually not empowering him to make his own decisions.
1: Nor is it probably going to be long lasting when he's not the one making that decision that's in the right. first
0: place. That's right. It won't be. It won't stick. It won't last. The change will change. there's very little change or transformation that happens when you play the rescuer role to someone who's choosing to play the victim role. Yeah. That's it. What you can do though Is you can choose Instead of trying to play the rescuer You can try to play the coach And you can empower them Mm. And and when you empower them What that does is It gives them the best chance To move from victim To this creator
1: So again in that situation Or in any situation Like you have a friend Who's going through something And instead of rescuing them You're trying You're essentially asking them What they think they need to do Yeah And what if they have a bad answer (laughs) What if they're like, you know, like truly, I'm asking that seriously. Like, what if they're like, oh, I'm going to, and they spin into a cycle of bitterness and unhealthy, like toxic
0: talk. Well, they're going to do that to some degree, but you're going to kind of let them spin in that in their own. Uh, Sometimes what what I'll do with somebody who is, you know, who I'm encouraging to try to help find a solution to their issue, and I'm like, well, what do you think you should do now? And they'll give me an answer that I'm like, eh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, but instead of saying, oh, that's stupid, that's not going to work. I'll, I might say, well, what else? Yeah. I'll say, what else? Yeah. You got any other ideas? Yeah. And then they'll keep going until they land on one that I'm like, ah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I think that might be it. How does that feel to you? Right. Right. And so, uh it again, it's uh, rescuers rescue for a lot of different reasons, but one of the It's a control thing, right? We we want to control what this person does because we think we know best. But at some point you have to empower them to come up with their own solution or they're going to continue to stay in that victim mindset and let other people do everything for them. Mm.
1: Okay, that's good. So we right. done. What's the third it, one?
0: Well, the third one is is obvious now, right? This, it's and I think it's the most empowering shift. It's where the victims become the creators. Where victims believe, you know, that their situation is unbearable and I'm helpless. Creators begin to ask themselves, "This situation is messed up. What can I make from it?" Okay. It's that shift. You hear me talk about this a lot. This this shift from viewing life as if life's happening, you know, to me to shift that life is happening for me. And there's something here in this moment, in this situation, in this circumstance that I, I can learn from, right? A creator's perspective, like their core belief is going to be, I am sufficient, I am whole, I am complete, and I'm also responsible for choosing my responses in life.
1: Mm.
0: I'm responsible, right? Where the victim says, I can't, the creator is going to say, oh, I can and they take responsibility and they spend a lot less energy trying to change situations over which they have no control. And the the problem is, here's what I know, everybody right now who tends to like their their natural tendency is to slide into the victim role. What you're saying right now is but but I am a victim, right? I'm 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 justified. What happened to me isn't right. And and maybe so. This isn't about whether what happened right. to you was right or wrong. This this is about while you may be genuinely victimized, you never want to accept victim as your identity or as your response, because in that moment you've given your power away, completely given your power away.
1: It's really, and it's to the, you're giving your power away to the one thing you're blaming, which if you have any like vengeance in your heart about yeah. it, like that's the opposite thing that you want to do in that moment. You don't want to give any more power to that individual to that job to that whatever than you already have
0: yeah and we we have the freedom to respond in every situation with creative thought and action right you, you don't have to buy into this illusion that outside forces are in complete control of your life and that's how some people live their life it's this you know we talk sometimes about the default future versus created future some people are just living life with this default future they just think life is happening to them all the time, and it's their boss's fault, it's their parents' fault, it's their, and again, I'm not saying they haven't been victimized in some sure. particular situations, Sure. but when you choose to respond as a victim, as if this is all out of my control and it's all just happening to me, there's nothing I can do about it, in that moment, you're not an empowered individual, you're completely living on, on default, and you're giving all your power away to all the other cast of characters that are in your life, mm-hmm and for those of you who want to always play the rescuer you're enabling that mm-hmm. and so some of you're really frustrated right now frustrated right now because you're in a relationship with someone who always takes the victim mindset and you're always you know pointing finger. but the reality is it's quite possible that you're the one enabling them to continue to live in that role by always so trying true. to play the rescuer
1: it's so true i feel that one deeply yeah i had a whole yeah. I mean, uh, be perfectly honest. I feel like I was rescuing my first, um, my husband in my first marriage. Mm-hmm. A hundred. That's why I got married. I thought I was rescuing him from a life that, um, maybe he didn't love or, or like a past that he didn't love. And I thought like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to give you a better life. I'm going to do all these things. Every, everything in his past, he had a reason for why it happened. And he was a victim of that. no, hate no judgment here. This is just truth. Um, that's at least what he communicated to me. And so I thought I, I can help with that. I can, and look what it ended up. Like I, I can't, you cannot rescue someone if they don't want to be rescued and, or if they don't even know they need rescuing hello. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. but anyways, I, I've been in the seat of a victim as well. So I'm not pointing fingers here. I've lived that life too. Um, but it's just that one really like knocks me on my feet because yeah. you think you're doing a good thing. That's the hardest part when you're a victim. I feel like a lot of times you don't necessarily think, "Oh, I'm doing such a good thing." Maybe you think I feel like I'm sticking it to them, but you don't feel like this is good. Whereas a rescuer, it's like a hidden like pain that you don't realize is coming yeah. <laughs> because you think you're doing the right thing, yeah. and it's it's really hard. So it's a, it's a noble thought. It's just not a effective long-term, helpful thought for that individual.
0: If if you're a rescuer right now, uh, let me talk to you for just a second. That would include you, Jordan. Uh, You need to know two things about change. Number one, people can change. Number two, you can't change them. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you got to remember that, right? Uh, People can change, for sure. You can't change them. You're not going to bring about that change. And and I, I know, again, as a rescuer, a you know, long time. That's, that is the role. I love to slide into that because it can feel heroic. You feel like you're making a difference, but often you're just enabling and you're, it doesn't lead to lasting change, growth, or transformation.
1: So like the, my compassion heart wants to say, you cannot change someone, but you can love someone through their change. Absolutely. So like I, and I know you know that I'm not saying you would never say that, but, I feel like that can feel very like, oh, I can't change them. So, you know, I'm just going to sit back and watch. I I have experienced great, um, supplemental change and love when someone comes alongside me, but I had to make the decision. Right. So it's, I, I want to, I just want to say, say that because my like heart kind of crumbles when I, when I think of like, we can't do anything to help change true, but we can love someone right. as they are. Totally.
0: And that's part of Transitioning from the rescuer to the coach. Uh, as a coach, it doesn't mean that you're distancing, distancing yourself. Yeah. You're, you're loving them, but you're loving them in such a way that you're saying, I'm going to give you the freedom to make some choices on your own, mm-hmm. which is going to help you transition from being a victim to being a creator. Right. And I'm going to support those wise decisions as you make them. I'm here for you. Let's brainstorm this. You're not alone. But... Mm -hmm. you're allowing them to make these choices and you're not trying to step into a situation or force things upon them that you think are right for their life. Right, so good.
1: I love it. That's really all those
0: angles are good. Some of you say, well, what the heck do I do with that? (laughs) Here's what I would say, because it's very interesting to me. I try now in different environments and situations and conversations to just pause and say, okay, what role am I playing right now Mm -hmm. in in this role right now? You know, in this argument, I I think about you and I got in an argument last night. It was late. I'd been out of town traveling and, and I, I, I didn't do it in that moment because I was tired, but like now I think back to that situation. He
1: wanted to sit in the hot tub, and I did it, the end. All
0: right, and I played a victim. Well, you don't have to make it sound that simple. <laughs> it was a little more complex than that, all right? It was. There's a, a little bit more to this. You wanted to, to relax after work. I know. Okay, go ahead. Either way, my response to that, looking back, I played the victim. I, I just did, and I cast you as the persecutor in the in the in the whole story. And so uh, you're smiling with just such <laughs> gratefulness that I am discovering this in this moment. But I'm, I'm just talking about how do you make this practical? In every situation, in every environment, uh, whether it's in your marriage, in your workplace, among your friends, just pause for a moment and say, okay, what role am I playing here? Mm-hmm. And if you find yourself playing the victim, you, you should say, okay, how could I actually take a little ownership here and instead play the creator. And if you find yourself being the persecutor, which rarely are you going to come to that conclusion <laughs> on your own, yeah. but it's, okay, how could I actually be the challenger here and talk about the issue, not the person? Mm-hmm. And then if you are playing the rescuer role and you're the one trying to come up with all the things they need to be doing in that moment, it's a pause for a second and then saying, oh, wait, 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 I, I'm not, not going to fall into that trap. I'm not going to be the rescuer here. I am going to be the coach. I'm going to come alongside them and help them and, help them and encourage them along the way. That's good. Yeah.
1: That's really helpful. I was like, I, I that's I like the practical application at the end. That makes sense to me and very doable, I think. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: It'd be interesting. Yeah. Love to hear from Yay. you guys what you think about it. And yeah. It's, hopefully it'll be helpful.
1: And on the same um, <clears throat> vein, rate, review, our podcast, that is super helpful for us. You guys have been so amazing in doing that in the past. Um, and we have a free resource if you do uh, review our podcast on iTunes. iTunes specifically, um, you can actually like leave a review, whereas others you can only rate it. So if you do that, take a screenshot or take a picture of your review and send it to us and we'll send you a free journal. Um, it's called the 30 Days of Good. And it's basically just 30 days, walks you through one day at a time. You can do it whatever whenever you want. You don't have to start at the beginning of the month. But um, just has like a very short application for your day. Um, kind of like a, a very, again, brief teaching. And then at the end, um, just gives you a place to practice your gratitude, ask you th- three things you're grateful for every day and kind of see if that shifts your mindset. Um, so if you do that, uh, email us at info at com, um, and we'll shoot you that free resource. It's digital, so you can do it on your iPad or your phone or whatever. Um, so that is something that we love to uh, send out for your awesome, sweet words.
0: I love it. Thank you guys as always and we'll uh, we'll talk to you real soon.